I hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving. Mine was a little too good. I ate a little too much. It's okay. It's all right. So uh, as I was uh, in prayer with the Lord, I, I, was, I was asking him, I was like, Lord, what, what do you want me to speak about today? And um, I started thinking about algebra. For some reason, I was thinking about X and Y and Y equals MX plus B and all that stuff. I know some of y'all hate, detest, loathe math. So I was like, Lord, I don't want to talk about math. People hate that. So I, I was like, okay, Lord. So then I was looking, I was, I was thinking about um, plotting graphs, right? And I stink at plotting graphs, just to let y'all know. Um, but one thing I do remember is, you know, there's a X and a Y axis, right? Right? The Y goes like this, vertical. And the X goes horizontal, right? Shake your head, yes. Yes. Okay, because it's true. It's not a trick question. Don't worry, there's no test. And so I started thinking about that. And, uh, and I was like, okay, Lord. And, um, and then I started thinking about the Lord's love for us, right? And our relationship with him. So that's on the Y axis, right? Because, you know, it goes this way. Then I started thinking about the love amongst brothers, right? That's the x-axis, right? Because we like this, this horizontal. So the title of the message is the x-love. So we're going to talk about this, this brotherly love today. Y'all like that? Yeah, man, so do I. And so as I was thinking about um, this x-love and this brotherly love, I started getting a little hungry. And, um, you know. And, uh, and so I started thinking about sweets, because I like sweets. Anybody like sweets? Yes. I'm among my people. <laughs> and so I started thinking about uh, Rice Krispie Treats. Y'all like Rice Krispie Treats? Yeah. yeah. Sometimes, you know. I know Benny's like, eh. But Benny don't eat no sweets. <laughs> so I started thinking about Rice Krispie Treats. Has anybody ever made Rice Krispie Treats? Yes, it's a sticky situation, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, it is very sticky. And so I started thinking about that. I was like, man, the body of Christ should be like a Rice Krispie treat. You can't just pull one Rice Krispie treat out, you know what I'm saying? Not one little piece, you know, try to go ahead and take one, you grab a clump. And it's that marshmallow, right? Marshmallow gooey goodness mm. <laughs> that binds us together. It's that brotherly love, right? Amen. That Christ in it, each and every one of us that should bind us together. Amen? Mm. We like one big, yummy, delicious Rice Krispie treat up in here. Okay, so let's take a closer look at love. If you would turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Y'all know I was going there, right? I had to go there. First Corinthians chapter 13. 
and verse 4. I didn't say the verse, did I? 13.4. When you got to say, mmm, mmm, like that. The word of the Lord says, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrong. So this is the love that we're talking about. Patient. It's funny because we sometimes we tend to be a little impatient. Sometimes we tend to be impatient with our spouses. Sorry. Sometimes we tend to be impatient with our kids. They get on our nerves and, you know, instead of, you know, handling the situation with some patience and be like, all right, listen, let me. Bah! Stay still. Told you already. Or sometimes, you know, with our spouses, we go ahead and start, man, I told you already. Patience, right? And it's funny because when we talk about the, the y-axis relationship, the relationship with God, how many times we say, Lord, please have patience with me. You know I'm trying to go ahead and get over this. You know that I'm, I'm trying to deal with it. You know you're working in, in me, Lord, so please be patient. How many times is he like, all right, son, all right, daughter, I'll be patient with you. I know we've been dealing with this for a while, but I'll be patient. I'll give you a little bit more time. I'm still working with you. Aren't you glad? So why is it so hard for us to be patient with one another? Crazy, right? Kind. When I was thinking about this word kind, you know, you all know that I got a three-year-old daughter. If you don't, now you do. And uh, she likes that movie Robots. Y'all ever seen it? With that big, bald robot guy? Okay, his name is Mr. Bigwell. And Mr. Bigwell, he said, he's a wise robot. He said, see a need, fill a need. See a need, fill a need. Kind. If we see that our brothers and sisters are going through something and we have the ability to make a difference, why don't we? I know, it's deep stuff today. I know, I know, I know. I should have told you all to bring your scuba gear, but I'm sorry, okay? I apologize. But sometimes it's so hard for us because, you know, we see somebody, we're like, man, uh, I ain't got time. I'm late. I got to go. I got to go. Or we say, you know what? No, oh, man, I've been saving up for that big screen TV all this time. Meanwhile, you know, your brother, his light's about to get cut off. Lord, but you know, I need this television. <laughs> it is a necessity. It's for ministry. <laughs> I'm going to invite all the men over, and we're going to get together, Lord, and we're going to have an awesome time with the fight. <laughs> Nothing against fights. I like the fights. I don't like to fight, but I like watching. <laughs> when it's sanctioned, okay? Not like, you know, watching people, oh, man, look, there's a fight. Fight, fight, everybody. Not like that, not like that. Not envious. This one's funny because sometimes, you know, people say, people come to us, you know, they're excited. Hey, look, you know, I got a new car. Oh, good for you. <laughs> Faking it. And it's really because, you know, well, man, we want a new car. Driving up that old beat-up car. Ooh, but how happy were you when you got that car? 
Yes, Lord, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Tears rolling down. <laughs> Lord, thank you for my hoopty. <laughs> I know I took it back. I'm sorry. Envious, envious. Why can't we say, Lord, you know what? God is blessing them. Well, praise the Lord. What happened to, you know, to rejoice with those who rejoice, right? You know, what happened with that? Oh, well, we don't like that. We just like, we want everybody to get excited when we get a new car, right? Man, what's wrong with you? Don't be jealous. Okay? Don't be envious. The Lord does not like that. <laughs> Rejoice. Don't be envious. Not boastful. Now, <laughs> I used to know this guy who, every time I would tell a story, he had already done it. Bit better. Right? I jumped out of a plane. He jumped out of a bigger plane. I got a car. He got an even better car. I fell down. He fell down even worse. And if he didn't, he had a friend that did. Boastful. I'm like, man. I'm just not going to tell you no stories, man, because, man, you already done it bigger and better than me. So, you know what? I might as well just leave it alone. But somebody always just like, look how great I am. Look what I did. You know, hey, I'm the man. I run the show. Okay, great. Go ahead and run your own show. Not proud. This one hit me recently. Um, so I, I'm, uh, I'm finishing school, right? Praise the Lord. 11 days. Um, I know. I'm excited and nervous at the same time because then I got to start working. It'll be all right. <laughs> and so anyway, um, so, you know, financially, the situation is a little. Mm. So um, my brother, it, it was my dad's uh, birthday this past weekend, Thanksgiving and stuff. And so I'm like, you know, I text my dad because we're technologically advanced like that. So I just text him, happy birthday. You know, you're awesome. I love you. I hope you live to like 120 because I love my dad. My dad, if y'all met him. Y'all would know why I'm the way that I am. <laughs> it would explain a lot. And so I love that guy. And so my brother, usually in years past, what would happen is that I would, you know, we would all kind of get together and buy my dad a gift, right? And so usually, you know, because my brothers would always be broke. I'm like, yo, man, can you, like, spare $10 chip in? I could do five. Man, you went to the mall and you bought all those clothes and, you know, you and this and that, and you can only spare $5? Fine. So then, you know, my dad will open it. Hey, this is from the three of us. Happy birthday. And so he'd be like, oh, thank you so much. And now this year, the shoe was on the other foot. And so I was the one that was like, but no, I see, I was for real, though. I was like, look. He was like, yo, can you do 30? I was like, ooh, 30. <laughs> I could do 10. <laughs> He's like, you know what, man? I got you. And I'm like, no, man, no. Let me put in my $10. Don't, put it, don't be putting in them $10 for me. And you know what? My brother saw that. Look, you know what? Although you're going through it right now, and I've been where you've been. 
And so don't worry about it, man. I got you. Ooh, you know what that did to my ego? <laughs> Killed it. And then I went to God's word, and I was like, oh, man. Lord, you're right. I need to stop being proud. If I need the help, I need to be able to receive it. And if I can help, I need to be able to do it. Amen? Not rude. Ooh. This one's hard, especially when you get cut off in traffic. Put your hands in your pockets. <laughs> so I go to Florida Hospital College of Health Science, right? Long name. I wish they would just shorten it. But anyway, so uh, one thing that is a blessing curse uh, at that school, that's an oxymoron. Uh, one thing that is a blessing curse is um, the shuttle system. We park off-site, and we wait for the shuttle. And sometimes the shuttle make you late. And sometimes the line is just winding through the parking lot, right? And now we have all kinds of people that go to the school, some people that are Christians, and some people that are not. We have older people, and we have younger people. No, I wasn't looking over there. I wasn't looking over there. So we have older people and we have younger people that go to that school. Getting in trouble today. And so sometimes what happens is that the line is long, right? And I'm at the end. And I'm patiently waiting because, you know, we got to be patient, right? So I'm like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Please, Lord, let the shuttle hurry up. And then little girl come over. And she sees her friends at the front of the line. Hey, girl, how you doing? Excuse me. Get to the back of the line. And she don't, she don't move. She don't care about everybody else that's been waiting there 15, 20 minutes for this shuttle. Rude. Rude. I've been waiting here. I've been following the rules. And this girl, she's oblivious to the rules. She knows no rules. <laughs> Cutting up in the line. Rude. And then she got on the shuttle because the teacher had told her something. She didn't know it was a teacher. She thought it was a student. I know you ain't talking to me. You come over here. Ooh, ooh, chill out, girl. Rude. Moving on. Not self-seeking. Can I tell you a story? Now, you know that uh, I'm in school because I just told you that. And one of the requirements that we have in this radiography program is that we have to do examinations on actual patients. And we have to have the technologists observe us. Oh. Now, you thought a written test was hard? This is crazy because they're looking at you. What you doing? 
What you doing on the computer there? Mm-hmm. Okay. Ooh, I don't know about that positioning. So I'm nervous. I'm a nervous wreck. I mean, I think I know what I'm doing, but obviously, oof, I don't. So anyway, we have to have a certain number during the semester. And I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm an adrenaline junkie. I have no idea. But I love to procrastinate. I don't know what it is. I see a deadline, and I'm like, ooh, I wonder how close I can get to the deadline <laughs> without missing it. And my wife, praise the Lord for my wife, she hates that. She is a planner by birth. Um, so, you know, if she sees a deadline, you know, six months in advance, she's like, okay, step one, we meet and we talk about step two. <laughs> and all the subsequent steps. But I love it because, you know, well, I love and I hate it sometimes because sometimes I'm like, ooh, but I want to do it now. Don't be so planned. Loosen up, girl. She's like, mm-hmm. And sometimes we do it my way, and it just doesn't work out. But anyway, so I'm sitting there. I'm doing this competency uh, examination, right? And uh, other girl from the other room, right? She's another student. What you doing over there? I'm comping. Why? Oh, that, not, that better not be the examination that I've been waiting for. What you mean? Girl, I got like six to go, and there's only three weeks left in the semester. Share. Sharing is caring. Oh, she didn't like that. Mm-mm. So she started going off, and I'm like, oh. So the technologist stepped in and said, look, leave him alone. He's confident. And then afterwards, I said, how, how many you got to go? She was like, oh, I already got eight for the next semester. Self-seeking. What is wrong with you? I still got six left with this one for this semester. Can you share? Can it not be all about you all the time? Because it can't be all about you all the time. I'm sorry. It just can't happen. Not easily angered. There are some people that have eggshell syndrome. What is eggshell syndrome? Those are the people that it seems like they walk around with a field of eggshells around them. You got to tiptoe around them because, you know, one false move and bah, just craziness. It's like, a, it's like an eruption. They, get, they start yelling at you, and sometimes they start cussing at you too. You're like, oh. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Sorry. Eggshell syndrome. We cannot be people that are easily angered. We got to have a long fuse. And even those that have a long fuse, because I got a long fuse, but whew, when that fuse comes short and it starts to, time to blow up, oh, look out. All types of fallout everywhere. But, you know, the Lord is dealing with me. I can't be like that. I can't blow up like that. I got I to gotta verbalize. My wife is teaching me. Baby, you have to you have to talk things out. You have to. It's hard, y'all. Y'all keep praying for me. <sighs> Not easily angered. Not a record keeper. It's funny because sometimes you know, inadvertently you'll wrong somebody. It happens, right? You know, 
But we should love each other enough to, you know, first of all, tell somebody, listen, you hurt my feelings. But we should be able to go as brothers and sisters, we should be, and not, you know, be like, man, Pastor Chad, I got to tell you, I got to tell you what Pastor Robert did to me. You know what should happen, right? Pastor Chad should say, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, let's go talk to Pastor Robert. Let's go solve this issue, right? That's how it should happen, right? See, I got a yes from my wife. That's right. Nobody else is with me. My wife is with me. <laughs> Not a record keeper. It's funny because these are the type of people that they can't memorize scripture for nothing. But they would tell you how, what you were wearing when you wronged them. Word for word conversation, dialogue. So-and-so said, da-da-da-da-da. And then I said, da-da-da-da. And then she said, da-da-da-da. And I said, da <laughs> Word for word. <laughs> Can't memorize no scripture, but boy, let me tell you. Not a record keeper. These are the type of things that keep us from being together, connected together with each other. Amen? God is love. That's what the Bible teaches, right? I got a few amens. All right. If we say we love God, then it should be evident in the way we love. There should be no doubt, right? Pastor Robert said it. They shall know us by our love, right? Love. They should know us by our love, okay? Not by how much scripture you know. No, not by how holy you are. No, no. They should know us by our love, right? When you see a family together and they love each other, you want to be a part of that too. You see a bunch of people just having a good time together, you want to be a part of that too. You see a bunch of grumpy people yelling at each other, you don't want to be a part of that. <laughs> like, oh, wait a minute, I got to go, right? They shall know us by our love. Why is this so vital? Turn with me to 1 John chapter 3 and verse 14. Bless you. I hope this water was mine. They taste good. All right. Is everybody there? Mm, okay, somebody remember. We know that we have passed from death. Everybody say death to life. Because we love the brethren. Woo. Love the brethren. He who does not love his brother abides in death. Did you hear that? He who does not love his brother abides in death. Death. This is the same death that we were in when we were dead in our transgressions, people. Crazy. This is the same death that we were in when we were apart from Christ. The love that we have for our brothers should be an evidence. It should be the proof in the pudding that we love God. 
that there is God in us, that there has been a change in us, the way that we love our brothers and sisters. How are we treating our brothers and sisters in Christ? Are we honoring them? Are we loving them? Are we esteeming them? This is the evidence. Again, turn with me a little bit. Wait, stay right there in chapter 3, a little bit higher, verse 10. It says, in this, the children of God and the children of the devil are manifest. So this is the test, right? This is the difference here. How do you know? Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God. Okay? So if you're not living right, you ain't of God. Simple enough, right? Okay. Let's keep reading. Nor is he who does not love his Man, I got some apologizing to do. So, it can't be I love God, but I can't stand her. I love God, but I can't stand him. None of that. That love should bind us together no matter what. Even though we might have our imperfections, because we all do. But we all want to be accepted, don't we? We got to trust that God is working in them, right? And you know what? If it annoys you, then why don't you pray? When's the last time that you got on your face before God and said, God, you know what? Please, Lord, do a work in them, but do a work in me too because I got a lot of growing to do. And we can't be holding that kind of stuff against our brothers and sisters. We got to go ahead and let that love just cover all. We got to say, you know what? I love you in spite of whatever might happen, in spite of all that stuff. You know what? Because that's how we are with our blood brothers, right? We always say blood is thicker than water, but you know what? Christ's blood is thicker than all. And it should bind us together. Y'all can go ahead and clap for Jesus. That's okay. You know, let me tell you, sometimes even my, when my brother was a part of in the world and said he would call me all kinds of names in terms of endearment <laughs> and you know what i sometimes i'd be like man just i can't i can't hang with you <laughs> i gotta go but you know what no matter what happened he could always count on me and i could always count on him we got to be able to count on each other because you know in areas that i'm weak you might be strong and vice versa we need one another there's nobody here in this place that is not necessary. Go ahead and turn, turn to your neighbor. Look, at, look around. Look around. See all these people? They need you. And you need them. It don't matter if you're a faith on faithful or if you're a visitor. You know what? We need you here. God needs you. And you need God. Believe me, because I need God too. Woo, if y'all only knew. So how do we love? Love in the way that we treat each other. If you would, turn with me to Romans chapter 12. And I'm winding down. <laughs> Romans chapter 12 and verse 10. Is everybody there? Mm, 
Okay, I'll wait for some more. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Romans chapter 12 and verse 10, it says, Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. In honor, giving preference to one another. So, honor, to respect, to hold in high esteem. So if we honor ourselves, how much more should we honor our brothers? Sometimes we see, like I was saying, we see our brothers in need. Be like, you know what, brother? I'm going to pray for you. Prayer is great. You know, but can we follow that up with some action too? Just saying. You know, you got somebody that needs uh, help, you know, moving some stuff. I I'm going to pray that the Lord provide workers. <laughs> You are able body, right? Yes. You ain't working that day, right? No. Can you help me? Oh, hallelujah. The Lord has provided. See that? You Come on, help me out. It's funny because sometimes we think that our time and our talent are ours. Weren't we blood bought? I'm just saying. Are we not slaves unto righteousness? Does it not all belong to him? We need to help each other out. In word and in deed. Sometimes your brothers need a call. Instead of spending five, ten minutes talking on the phone, driving around. You know, I don't know, for, for some reason, I, I have to be on my, when I'm driving, I have to be on the phone. I don't know. I like to talk, apparently. So it would be more beneficial to call somebody and lift somebody up, right? Be like, hey, brother, I was just calling to say, I love you, man. Just wanted to see how things are going. Is there anything I can pray, anything I can do, you know? Set something up. Why don't we have lunch together? Actually, you know what? I can't buy you lunch, so I'll pack a lunch enough for me and you. Crazy times, crazy times, people. But sometimes you got to get creative, right? Because you might not have the money to go ahead and help out, but you know what? You got two hands, you got two feet, you got your health. Help somebody out, you know? Some of the stuff, you know, we, we, we try to get real spiritual, real deep and stuff, and I love that stuff, you know? But let's not forget the practical either, you know? Because a lot of times people don't care how much you know and what you got to say. What you going to do for me? How are you going to help me out? They want to be able to feel you. You know what I'm saying? They want you to be able to, to put that stuff into practice. If you say that you love God, right, you say you're a Christian, then act like one. I know, I know. It's asking a lot. It's crazy. Now, like I said, not just in deed, but also in the way that we speak. Ephesians chapter 4, 29. This is one of my most favorite scriptures. Ephesians 4.29. Are y'all there? Yes. Mm, okay. 
The word of the Lord says, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. But what is good for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers. Corrupt, worthless, no good, putrefied, rotten, worthless. How many times did you just talk, talk about stuff that ain't got no worth? Wasting your breath on nothing. Think about this past week. How many conversations have you had that have just been like, man, I don't think I'm honoring God. I don't think I'm imparting grace to anybody talking about this kind of stuff. Edification, the act of one who promotes another's growth in Christian wisdom, piety, happiness, and holiness. Again, like I was saying, you know, we're supposed to encourage one another, right? We're supposed to encourage one another. Lift each other up. If we're, not, if we're talking about corrupt things, putrefied things, nobody's being edified. Not you and not the hearer. So we need to be mindful of what we're talking about. We need to be mindful of what we choose to engage in, what kind of speech we choose to engage in. Grace, that's what affords joy, pleasure, delight, sweetness, charm, loveliness, and grace of speech. Now, sometimes you might think, well, you know what? What if I have to correct somebody? What if I have to bring somebody, something to somebody's attention? You know, I don't think that that's lovely. I don't think people will be happy, you know, because I don't know about you, but my daughter, she don't like it when I have to correct her. She don't look at me. She's like this right here. Then sometimes she just want to go ahead and grab me and say, tickle, 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 tickle. <laughs> Listen, girl, I'm trying to correct you. Sometimes we don't want to hear it. But the word of God says faithful are the wounds of a friend. Faithful. If you got a booger in your nose, I'm going to tell you. Because I'm a faithful friend. You know how it is. You think you're looking good. Think you're looking cute. And you got cloudy skies up in here. I want you to look good. I do. So I'm going to tell you, same thing if your breath stank. Do you want some gum? If anybody ever asks you, do you want some gum or do you want a mint? The answer is always yes. They're being polite. On a more serious note, you know, sometimes as brothers and sisters, we don't want to offend people. And we don't want to come to them and bring correction. And you know what? Oftentimes, if you do it with the right heart, if you do it with a heart of love and say, you know what? I just want, to, I just want my brother to be better, you know? And you pray and you ask God, God, give me the words. Give me, give me the wisdom on how to deal with this situation. Because you know what? Sometimes people say, oh, well, you know, I got... Maybe I got a plank in my eye, and I'm trying to go ahead and remove somebody else's speck. Well, you know what? Remove the plank so you can see a little bit better, okay? And then help your brother to get the speck out their eye. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Because like I said, we need one another. 
And sometimes we fail to realize how much we desperately need one another. It's easier to do something when you got a group around you, right, trying to do the same thing than if you're just trying to fight it and go at it alone. Amen? Come on and stand to your feet.